0: Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. In
1: the, in the, in the spirit of, of worship, um, PD's been talking about family worship. How many, how many of us have been trying to do better with family worship and pri- personal worship? Amen. Has been blessing us? Amen. Um, and definitely we can see the outflow of that in today and, and in, our, in our corporate worship, we can see an outflow of our personal and family worship. Amen. So we're going to continue with this and talking about family worship in the tech world. Amen. So let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity to speak to your people, Father. I pray that you uh, think through my mind and speak through my lips and that, um, and that the, the uh, the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be pleasing in your sight, oh God, and that your, your, your people and your, these saints will be blessed and um, their lives will be changed from this word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, let's read one quick scripture. Um, there's various scriptures, um, but I thought this scripture would be most applicable to um, what we're discussing today. Uh, let's jump to Ephesians. Ephesians, before we sit, PD. <laughs> I'm right. sorry. Sorry. Um, Galatians. If, uh, let's go to Ephesians, chapter five, and we'll read verses fifteen and sixteen. If you have the these Bibles, it's page thir- six thirty-five, and it says, "Now let's read it together." Verse fifteen and sixteen, out of the ESV. Ready? Go. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil, Amen. You can have your seats. So we're going to talk about family worship and being wise, and in the world, in the world of tech, and how we are called to be wise and use wisdom when it comes to our technology. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, when PD asked me to speak on this topic, um, it really struck me because it's something that is uh, that really struck me because. Technology has always been a part of my life, you know, uh, growing up, it, you know, in, in, if you're part of my generation, when you're growing up, you grew up with the tech, right? You grew up with computers, you know, when you were coming into teenage years, computers started becoming more available. And, um, you know, as, as, as we are now, you know, I work for a telecommunications slash tech company. Um, so I I'm, use it, you know, on a daily basis and we all use it on a daily basis. You know, so it's and it's something that's always struck me as something that I think about and how we use it when it comes to the family, right? So how how do we use tech as part of our family? How do we guard ourselves? How do we avoid addictions? These are some thoughts that are, that are prevailing in my mind, and ever since I had kids, it's something that I always thought about. You know, how do we how do we how do I allow them to use tech? How do we you know where where's the boundaries? You know, and where does it come with that? Because you know, I, I've I've, um, you know, we growing up with tech, we know the the good parts about it. We know the bad parts about it. We've seen the whole whole gambit. So now, as we're getting into adulthood and and family life, these are things that we should be thinking about. These are things that we should be thinking about as we raise kids. You know, times are changing, right? If you're a generation X or millennial, you grew up with tech. So most likely, you know, if you're part of my age group, which most of us are, we knew more about technologies than our parents did, right? We knew how to program my phone? Most of my parents probably don't know how to do it to this day, right? But <laughs> my, my my dad calls me all the time. Like, how do I download this app? I don't know my password. I'm like, all right, here's the password. And um, I don't know if you remember AOL. Like, we used to set up the AOL accounts, and then we used to play, we used to create the parental controls. Like, <laughs> like are we gonna put parental controls in your account? And then we know the we know the password to take it off, you know. But now things are different. The kids are probably gonna know more than us, and I mean, the kids are still gonna know more than us, but we know probably as much as our kids do, right? Like, we should be at a point where we can have some wisdom. We have, you know, 20, 30 years of experience with this stuff, and we should have some wisdom on how to engage our kids with this stuff, right? Um, Information is more accessible than ever. Um, You can be exposed to the world, Um, the world is literally at our fingertips, you know? You can pull out your, your phone. I don't know where my phone is actually, but anyway, uh, you can pull out your phone or your watch or anything. And the world's at your fingertips. You can reach the end of the world. The the president of the United States can send a message to the world, right, <laughs> with, his, with his Twitter fingers. And and it can reach the world. And minutes later, it could be world news, right? Imagine if imagine if uh, like Adolf Hitler had that had that power. It would kind of be crazy. Or, or if um, even in, in the good terms, if, if Jesus had that, 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 that ability to just tweet, you know, tweet the sermon at a mountain, like I'm going to just sit back and I'm going to tweet this message um, and it'll reach more people. Um, I'm, not, I'm not climbing this mountain today. We're going to tweet it. Um, you know, so so you know, tech is a wonderful thing. It, it's a, the whole idea is to make our life easier, right? It can connect with people like never before. Um, you know, I can FaceTime my, my, my relatives in, in the Caribbean. We can, you know, we can take airplanes and three hours later we can, in another country. So far, so so, tech is a great thing. It makes our life easier. We can connect with people. It can fill, we love how it fills us with entertainment and laughter. Uh, we can find tons of hours and hours of entertainment like never before, right? On Through our, through our mobile devices, through our TVs, through things like that. We also love how, how our kids can... How we can give us a few moments, right? Give the phone, give the kid a few moments. Uh, we could just breathe a little bit, right? I, I remember a couple of weeks ago, it was after church, and we went to um, Jose Tejas. I think it was Father's Day. Yeah, it was Father's Day. We went to Jose Tejas, and I'm just like, all right, here's the, here's the, here's the YouTube. Let me just eat in peace without screaming and yelling at each other. you know we, <laughs> I know we all, as parents, we're all guilty of that, right? they just, here, take the phone, man. Just leave me alone. Give me a breather, some peace and quiet. Um, you know, especially at a, at a restaurant, I, I remember I, like I talked to my wife sometimes. I'm like, What did we used to do as kids? Right at a restaurant, <laughs> what were we doing? I don't remember what we were doing. I probably, you know, coloring, pa- we were growing. I, I don't remember drawing, but I guess I guess we we're, we were um, a lot uh, less tough than, my, than our parents were. Our parents were like, well, You better sit there and <laughs> don't say anything. All <laughs> right, maybe, maybe we we're weak. Uh, I don't know, who knows, but um. You know, one day our kids will laugh at us to to, to and we tell them the stories of life before mobile phones. You know, like going. I went to college without a computer. You know, and I was studying computer engineering. <laughs> like that was like nowadays that would be like ridiculous, right? I I, got, I didn't get my computer till like my sophomore year of college. I didn't get a computer, and I was like nowadays like that would be kind of crazy. Or you know, one day we'll tell our kids you know how we got directions. Like I know my my. My father-in-law, my father, they know the street names. They're like, oh, it's right by that street, by that street. I'm like, I don't know that street. I just put it in the GPS, and it tells me where to go. And turn left, turn right, and that's it. I'm there. I don't even know the street names, right? They'll laugh at us. One day our kids will laugh at us to tell them we used to have to stop at the gas station and get directions. I remember those days. I mean, I, I wasn't when I was driving, but you know, I remember my parents stopping in the middle of the night, like, how do I get to Applebee's? I don't know. how to. How to where is it? I'm like, all right. The gas station guy will have to know and tell you. But as a parent, as a believer, it has to scare us a little bit, at least a little bit, how, how easily we can get wrapped up in our devices and how our kids can get wrapped up in their devices and how their childhood can, can, can be just skipped right past them. right? I know sometimes when my, when my son's watching the, the, the tablet and I'm like, man, but there's so much stuff he could be doing right now. <laughs> but You know, I need to clean though. (laughs) You know? I need I need some quiet. But you know, but you just it has to worry a little bit how easily we can get wrapped up in it and how easily we can be addicted to our phones and how every moment we have to be checking the phone and and checking these things. It's a little too easy, you know. Are we we think about how are we handicapping ourselves and our children with these with technologies? Are we, you know. If we have to, are we not learning the, the art of cooking, you know, is there, are the kids going to learn how to know how to cook? We don't know. You know, uh, <laughs> YouTube it, right? And, uh, or, or DoorDash, DoorDash your food and Uber your, Uber your way to school. You don't have to learn these skills, we got to worry about, okay, you know, are we handicapping ourselves? Are we not learning? Are we not creating? You know, and, and if we're honest with ourselves, tech can be one of the major obstacles to worshiping God with our families, you know. There's a television show on that moment. There's a game on. There's, you know, I've got lost on Instagram. I got lost in, in, the, in these in these things. Our kids are playing YouTube, and how it's probably the hardest thing in the world to rip a phone from a from a two-year-old or a three-year-old. It's like I, it's like I got a fight to get the phone away from him. I don't know if you he heard Adrian screaming this morning because he wanted the phone. He's like, I want I want mommy's phone. I want mommy's phone. And it's like I have to I have to literally fight him like, no, not the phone right now. Not while we're in church. So I knew that could be one obstacle could, could, to getting in our way of worshiping the God together as a family. There's a lot of distractions that come with technology. You know, it's always easy, accessible. There's TVs. You know, I don't know how many of us have TV in just about every room of the house. You know, that's, that, that's standard in today's society. I have TV in the bedroom, TV in the living room, TV in the kitchen. Everywhere you go, there's this, this constant distraction. And then you have TV on your phone, you know? So you walk around, you want to worship God, but there's this thing that's calling you to say, "Hey, turn me on and get lost in me." From mil- them yeah. for a moment. Um, children and then now children are overexposed to things far beyond their maturity levels. Um, you know, just being on social media, you're just seeing things and that you know maybe a, a five, six-year-old should not be exposed to at this moment. You know, so that's things that should that should concern us. A preacher by the name of Mark Dever he says. Uh, we now hold the most forceful tool for life destroying temptation that's ever been put into the human hand. You know, you've never been able to bring temptation at that level, visually, audibly, without availability in history. So now we literally have the one thing, you know, if if you have any temptations, any vices, whether it be lust, whether it be greed, wow, it's hot. Envy, <laughs> anything, it's literally in the palm of your hands, right? You turn on. You turn on your, um, your, mobile de- your mobile device, you struggle with low self-esteem. There's, there are literally things on, on your mobile device that will feed you that low self-esteem. right? If you're struggling with lust, there's images that's constantly all across your mobile screen, across your phone that's going to feed that lust and feed that desire for uh, and feed that desire, those, those, those vices that you have that you may have. Uh, bitterness. You know, um, those things are are constantly being forced upon us on our mobile devices. Amen. Um, I know one thing that, that's big, especially on Facebook, is one of, one of the main reasons I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not active on Facebook, is that if you ever struggling, <laughs> struggling with your faith walk or faith dilemmas, Facebook is right there. So is an atheist, is it agnostic that's gonna feed you, feed you something, that's like, yo, that kind of makes some sense. And if you dive into that stuff, you're going to end up in a, in a terrible place, right? So those things are, are, are right there like never before. Before you'd be able to walk this world in your Christian bubble and not have to face any, any of those conversations, right? But now, you know, you have the Facebook the that, that one Facebook friend that used to go to your youth group, but now ain't, that ain't totally safe no more. They're just feeding those information. And you're like, oh, that kind of makes some sense a little bit. <laughs> so we got to be mindful of those things, and we got to guard ourselves in those, in those things, amen? Um, uh, one, of the, one of the books that I studied for this that PD recommended was called TechWise by, by Andy Crouch, and I'll put some stuff at the end of this that he, that he recommends. But one thing he talks about are nudges. Um, if you never know what a nudge is, it might give you a nudge and push you in a direction. Nudge your neighbor if you have a neighbor. <laughs> um, our devices, one thing he says, our devices are masterful at nudging. You know, every notification. That comes to your smartphone is, is a nudge, which means it's not a command or a demand, but it's something that makes it easier to stop whatever you're currently doing and divert your attention to your screen. So there's, a, there's, this, there's always, you know, the, 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 the fridge is a nudge, right? You walk past the fridge, the fridge is like, all right, open me, take a little snack. <laughs> take, a little, take a little snack. And your phone is like, all right, every notification that pops up, you know, especially with my watch, my watch is the worst. Like, and every notification, I'm like, what is that? I'm in the middle of the gym or something at work, in a meeting. I'm like, what's that notification? Yeah, let, me, let me check it, right? And, um, you know, the, the mere presence of your smartphone in your pocket is a nudge, a gentle reminder that just to tap away, there's countless rewards of information, entertainment, and distraction, right? We're just, we're just moments away, or fingertips away from distraction, essentially. So we need to be disciplined with the help of the Holy Spirit to to help us be people we were meant to be, be people that aren't caught up in our phones, that aren't caught up in our devices, but we have to learn how to put our technology in its proper place, especially when it comes to the family, especially when it comes to raising our kids. You know, how does tech play in their life? Where should it play? Amen? We need to put our technology in its proper place. So I have a couple points. There could be a, there could be a tons of points, but I have a couple points that will dive into this. Amen. Amen. The first one says, uh, "Be present." Everybody say, "Be present." Be present. Amen. Our homes aren't meant to be just refueling stations, right? It's not like our homes shouldn't be gas stations where you're on your way to a destination, you stop off, get some fuel, and then continue on. So our home shouldn't be the place where we go. We we have our day, we go home, we take a rest, we, we relax, and we get up the next morning and go back in the world. You know? But our home should be a place where, where the very best of life happens. You know, the, the, our world should flow from, out, from, from our homes outward, not from outward in. Amen? So our homes are meant to be a place where we are developing and where we are teaching each other, where we are learning from each other. Where we are laughing, where we are learning, where we are praying, and, and when we are worshiping, um, that should be the purpose of our home. Um, and here we go with the with the oh, mess of papers. <laughs> we should be worshiping. We should be and we should be playing, you know, enjoying ourselves at home, um, be caught up in each other, communicating all these things within our home. Not that we are home and then we go. Then the life, the life outside of our home is is where life happens. But life happens within the home. Mm-hmm. And we should be creating life within the home. Amen? Mm-hmm. Family is about forming persons. because creating We're literally creating people. We're creating personalities within our home. We should not allow the world and allow the outside world to, to come into our homes and form our personalities right. for us okay. and form who we are. We should be in our homes. We should be de- de- deliberately and um should be deliberately and 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 uh, and uh directly forming persons and forming the lives of our kids. Amen. 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 One way we can do that is imparting wisdom. Um so with our world of 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 information, of available information, um one role of the of the home is to Form wisdom, not just knowledge. So the, the world gives us a bunch of information, gives us knowledge, gives us these things. But the, the, our home should be the filter for that. Our home should be the filter to, to filter out all of the stuff, all of the information that comes from the world and form it into wisdom. You know, We don't need all the information, but some of, it, some of it's good. Some of it's really good. And we take that information and we form wisdom. Amen? Wisdom is understanding how to use that knowledge, how to use the information. How what information not to use? So this may this is this is we teach them how to find sources of of wisdom, right? Giving them books, giving them old books, giving them things that giving our kids and giving each other things that would benefit us and and be a source of wisdom to us. Not just things that would just entertain us, entertain us, or give us information, but give us true wisdom. Amen. <clears throat> this may this may mean simply shutting off games, shutting off media, handing out books, you know older ones, and, and encouraging our kids to read, read physical books, not just new ones, not just novels, but read physical books and to understand and understand and, and get wisdom. Amen? Mm-hmm. Um, let's jump to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6, and we we'll read verse um, 6 through 9. And it says, And these words that I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk to them, talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on your doorsteps, your, of your house and on your gates. So here um, the, 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 children, the, the Jews, the children of Israel are getting a, a responsibility to, to teach the word and preach the word to their family. So this is where we get the, this is one, this is one way that we, that we impart, impress on our children the, the word of God. So we are teaching our kids, we're teaching each other the word of God. So our conversation, the subject of our conversation should be centered around the word of God. So as, as the scripture says, as we sit in our home, as we walk around the road, as we lie down, as we get up, as we travel in the car, as we do these, as we go about our days, the, the top a topic of conversation should be the word of God. I know a, a lot of times I don't I don't get to spend. So my kids go to school. I, I mean I go to work. We all have have this have a life, right? Um, so the one way one way I try to incorporate this is just one one way is to, is singing Christian songs, sing golly songs. The B I B L E that's the word for me. To try to get them to understand. Those concepts, and then just ask them and talk to them, at night, especially at night when when we sit down. Just like you know, who is God? Who made you? Who created you? Who created you? And kind of go. I mean, PD's talking about this. We we shall be experts at this moment. <laughs> but you know, you know, talk about the words. Go through scriptures with them um, or, or Bible books and, and have them understand. You know who God is. You know that's the main part, right? Just understanding who God is and who you are in relation to that. That what we should be talking to our kids about. It's our privilege and responsibility to talk to them when they get up and when they lie down about God's commands. You know, that's the one thing as parents is to talk to our kids about God. Amen? And sometimes our tech can get in in the way of that, right? Our tech can get in the way of us talking about about God, right? We can't have these conversations if you're off on your phone, the kid's are off on their phone, or... You know, <laughs> it's just the you know your wife's upstairs doing her thing. You're downstairs. You're all over the house. Everybody's doing their own thing. You know, we're not together as a family because you can't you can't impart this wisdom. You can't impart conversations about God. You can't impress on your children who God is. And then we and then you know we're surprised if you know they walk you know when they get older they walk away from from God because they don't know they don't know who they don't even don't know who God is, right? They're getting all the information yeah. about God from the world. They're getting all, right. all the information from their, from their from YouTube, from their Twitter friends, from their yeah. school, from their school yeah. friends. They don't, that's the only place they learn for, about God. But we should be learning, we should be teaching them about God. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And in the home. Amen? Amen. 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 So God, God's word should be a constant subject of our, of our conversation. If there's, if there's one thing you should get from this, is that God's word should be a constant subject of our conversation in our home. Wow. Amen? So, like, we're not Amish, <laughs> we don't think that, you know, especially in this trip, we don't obviously, we all drove here, we all have screens and we're not Amish, but maybe we should be closer to Amish than we, than we might think, right? Okay. So maybe it's a lot of this, so the, I don't know if you, anybody's familiar with the Amish, if you're not, yeah, go to Lancaster, they have really good food and really good, uh, if you ever go to Philly, go to Redding Terminal and the food is amazing. Um, but they're pretty much they don't believe in technology I, they probably drive cars now I think they drive cars they don't drive cars <laughs> They accept credit cards though <laughs> and they accept money <laughs> but um, they pretty much they don't they don't believe in using modern technology which they, they do but they't they don't think it's modern but um, but we're not them but maybe we should be a little more like them and not be consumed with but, you know and not be consumed with our tech devices and our our technology. Um, But on the upside, technology can be really helpful and help us be present. Uh, We talked about being present, and technology can help us be present. You know, some of us work from home type in time. It helps us be present at work when we're not at work. It helps us uh, FaceTime, Skype, Google, all these things helps us be present. But as long as we're using technology to help us be present, that's where that's the goal. It shouldn't help us be to, um, at all times, it should not be an escape for us, but it should help us be present, especially within our home. Mm -hmm. If we're using it, if we're using technology to teach the kids or to engage with each other, then that's where God's get glorified. When we're engaging with each other through it. But if we're, if it's separating us, then we need to be careful. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Also, you know, um, emails. I know I get emails all the time from from you know uh, from um, subscriptions about scriptures and and articles and different things like that. These are great ways to use tech. Uh, I go on websites daily and, and read different articles. These are great ways to use the technology to build our faith up and to encourage ourselves and encourage one another. Amen. You know, so these are great ways to use tech as long as it's, it's making us present. Um, Romans chapter thirteen it talks about. The hour has come for you to wake from your slumber because our salvation is nearer than you ever first believed. So we need to be, you know, awoken. We need to be present. We need to be um, aware. There you go. Good word. We need to be aware. And if if technology is taking us away from that awareness, we need to be very careful. We need to be fearful of that. Um, One quote by a pastor named Kevin the Young, he says, Father, Mother, by your habit with technology, do you teach your children to be content to swim in the sw- shallows and pass their time with passing the time? Basically, are, you, are, are your kids just passing time by passing time? You know, there's so much, there's a world of things, to, you know, there's, there's a world of things to learn, there's a world of things to do, and if we're just sitting on our devices passing the time, time is literally passing, you know, we're not benefiting from All that God has allowed us to experience and all that the world has has to offer. Amen. Amen. Um, So the first one is be present. Say be present. present. (laughs) Second part is to create. Amen. How many many of us know that we are creators? Um, Genesis 1 chapter 27, it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So we're forming an image of God as creators. God is the ultimate creator, and each one of us, is, we're, we're, we're reflecting his image as creators. God loves to see his image shine throughout the world, and one of the ways that we can show God's image is to show him as the creator, to show him as the, as the creator, as the one that created us by being creative. God created us to create. Every man, woman, and child is creative, we're in whatever capacity. Uh, When we create, it pleases God because he sees us reflecting his image. He sees us imaging him to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Amen. So we, as a a family and as a church, we should be desiring to create more than we consume. So consuming is... (laughs) (laughs) We want to create more than we consume, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of... So consuming is just consuming, right? You know, we're just consuming the television, we're consuming food, we're consuming our devices, we're consuming, but th- that puts a block to our creativity, you know, that takes away time and the energy that we have to create. Things that re- re- require attention, reward skills, and draws us together, those are things that we should be focusing on. So, you know, we talked about cooking before, we should spend time cooking, to, cooking with each other. I try to do that with the kids and make cookies. I mean, a lot of times it turns into a mess and an argument. But those, those are those are things that those are things that I, you know, those are learning. Those are learning efforts, right? Like I, a couple of weeks ago, I tried to make cookies, and then it became one's putting cookies on the other person's head, and then it's like, and then it's like M and M's all over the place. I'm like, all right, fine, forget it. But you know, but we're learning, right? <laughs> we're trying. But we're, uh, you know. So that's one way we can create and learn to create and teach our kids how to create and not just be consumers. So they're, they're not learning how to order, but they're learning how to create and they're learning how to, how to cook, how to make a meal. You know, that's probably one thing I, our millennial generation is, is, doesn't lack skills in, you know, um, in, in, in the kitchen. A lot of us don't know how to cook. Another way is, is playing and learning music as opposed to merely listening and, and singing. Um, so not allowing... Sometimes we don't need to hear the music we can just sing a song, teach you know if you, if you play a min, play music, play instruments, play together um, or learn to play together you know and, and fumble around and, and make glory to God and, and, and learning something and you tuning your ear to the music That's one way we can create uh, works of art uh, one way we can create and, and, and show our creative nature. I mean I'm pretty sure we can come up with it tons of ways um, how we can how we can uh, reflect God by creating. Um, Children in particular are driven to create if we just nudge them in that direction, right? If we give them a few moments um, without without these devices or without um, this technology, they will find ways to create. They will will create a mess, first of all. (laughs) They will create some noise, but they will create some games and they will create different activities that, you, would, you wouldn't even believe that they would even be capable of. Um, so, you know, I, while studying this stuff, I'm, I'm trying to you know, implement it in my family, which is it's difficult. Uh, but I'm trying to implement it. So, one thing, so we took it, you know, not we didn't completely take it away, but we, we try to, you know, remove it a lot from, from their lives. And then, you know, now they play together and they, they fight a lot too, but, but they play together like never before and they come up with these games. Like the other day, he's like, "Oh, I'm the I'm the king." He's sitting on top of the things. Like, I'm the king, and then he's doing different things. I'm like, "Oh, I, I've never seen you do that before." And like, there are different activities that just changing, and every day they're coming up with new games and new things. So they will create, you know, if 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 things are not distracting them from creating, they will find ways, and they they they're made to create. Amen. So, you know, so sometimes skip the batteries. Um, so when we have this like little Thomas thing, it, it runs on batteries. But, you know, as parents, all the batteries die and we never replace them, right? <laughs> At least in my house. Every day, my, my son's like, why is this this broken, Daddy? I'm like, oh, Daddy will fix the batteries. But, like, I never fix them. Like, but, um, so he has, like, this train and he used to run around. But now the batteries died. But now he makes the noise with, the, with his mouth, right? He goes, choo-choo, choo-choo. And he's making the noise, going up the train track and he's doing all these things. And he's creating. And it's, it's exciting his mind that... You know, okay, the batteries don't work, but you know, I can make it work. And I can come up with different ways to make it work. Amen. You know, so allow your kids to create, nudge them in the direction to create. It's difficult at first, you know, and, and I'm still trying to do that, but nudge them, keep nudging them, create and, and not consume so much. Amen. And we all have natural creative desires, we have creative gifts. Uh, we are, created, we are gifted musicians, mechanics, teachers, dancers, woodworkers. We can go down. Organizers, um, landscaper, uh, preachers. You know All these different things that we are naturally created to do and that we can be creative with. Um, and God wants us to use our gifts for his glory. So we don't want, we don't want these, our, con, our consumption to get in the way of us creating. And a lot of times it can hinder our creation. Amen? So, the second part was be creative. So, let's say creative, create, creative. or create, sorry. <laughs> All right, so the next one, uh, my, last, my last point is be real. Uh, so, first one is, what was the first one? Be present. Be present. Be present. Second one is, be and next one is, be real. Be real. Our, our social media, especially, has created a, a generation that's full of fake love. Fake war. <laughs> okay. Fake arguments. Ugh. Fake everything, right? It's just it's just a full of like this stuff doesn't really matter. Like um, um I don't know if I want to talk about it, but uh, <laughs> I wanna bring it up. Uh, all right, so um this week we had um all right, I just mention it quickly because it's kinda kinda whatever. All right, so this week, uh, everybody knows, um, Pastor John Gray went to see Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had this whole bash, backlash. I don't know how you, where you fall on, on this spectrum, but I'm just like, I feel like people created that controversy out of it for no reason. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I, just, I just didn't see where the controversy was. I mean, but that's just me. I don't know where you fall on that spectrum, but I'm just like, that controversy came out of nowhere, in my opinion. And I feel like, whether he went, whether he should, with he should have gone, shouldn't have gone, it doesn't doesn't really matter, and it doesn't really, uh, I don't think it really matters, and people just created that for no reason. I don't know. I don't know. I, I went off a tangent. I don't know if I should have said it, but anything. I feel like it's it, it was just a fake debate, <laughs> it <was> a fake <laughs> and it was just like, all right, yeah. what 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 are we talking about? But anyway, um, but I feel like it's dangerous. I feel like it's dangerous, and um, I think like. So so in in, in in our generation we have to be mindful of that and that one way we be fake is that we control what other people see of us, right? Yes, yes. yes, um, yes. So only me that you're gonna see is the me that I want you to think that you the me that I want you to think out I am. You know, so the me that I want you to see, the me on my best angles, right? <laughs> the best angles, the best lighting, the best, the best quotes, the best relationship, the best pa- parenting. Wow. Everything is like the, the best that we can show is what we show. And, you know, and that, that, that changes the way we act. And that changes the, who we are as people. Like we're not, we, we, we find it hard to, like, we find it hard to be real with anybody, you know, because we're always putting off images and we're trying to compete. And we're seeing all these images and we're just trying to compete and, and create a, a, an image of ourselves that might not be genuine. Amen. So it, cr- it creates, it makes it a challenge to help our kids grow up being honest, authentic, sympathetic, humble, genuine. These are things that are becoming a challenge for our kids to see. When are they seeing people that are real? Are they seeing people that are honest, that will fess up to their sins, that will make mistakes um, and, and, and apologize and, um, and be genuine, you know, and have genuine friendships? Um, amen. Uh, So be real. Are we also one thing is that are we forgetting our real neighbors? You know, you know, are we we forgetting our our real neighbors, real people? You know, we're making friends on social media, we're making friends across the world, but there are literally people next to us that we just don't know. We have no idea who they are. You know, and I'm guilty of that. I don't even know my neighbor's name (laughs) to this day. You're like how do you spell your name again? oh okay all right, all right. that's how you spell your name. Um, I don't even know their names, and we just we just get caught up in a in a in a world that is not real and that's just not physical that we can't touch that person we cannot um, you know we don't see those see people, but we got to be careful that we're forgetting real people you know and that comes to the church too you know and you know we have growth in online churches where people just you know, you have a church community online, you know, where there's lack of accountability and there's lack of this true discipleship, where people are not literally walking with you on a, on a, on a weekly, monthly, daily basis, where we're not seeing you grow, we're not seeing you, we're not challenging you in the areas that God wants you to be challenged, because we are for neglecting real people. We're not seeing you, right? I and mean, you're only showing us what you want us to see. So you're only showing us, oh, yeah, I'm walking with the Lord. <laughs> and now, you know, I'm walking with the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm fasting. I'm doing everything. You have no way to really verify that. I don't see that person. You know, I don't see these people on a daily basis. So come to church, you know, continue to come to church um, and be accountable to real people that we see you on a daily basis. We see how your face is, is made up. You go, know, oh, this person looked upset today. You know, if you're in an online church, they can't—they don't know if you're upset. (laughs) You know, oh, this person looked like you might be going through or something like that. That there's benefits of coming to church, amen. Um, so connecting with people on a real level, more than we want what others to see. So we're connecting with people, so that in in our our friendships, we should be building friendships that are vulnerable, that we can um, build and grow with each other, that we're not just building. Just be sure that we're not building superficial relationships. That we each have, you know, friends, uh, whether it be one friend, two friends, five friends. I mean, keep it keep it small. <laughs> but that we are being accountable to each other, and we're being vulnerable and and, and talking about your your relationship issues, and talking about your 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 um your struggles that you're going through. Um, These are the things that we should be accountable to each other on. Then our kids can see. Oh, yeah, our parents are accountable to their pastors and they're accountable to uh, their friendships. Amen? Because um, they need to know how to, how to make friends, you know? They need to know how to make true friends. And you don't want to, and that's probably something that should scare us, that they might not be growing up in a generation where they can, where that form of friendship is, is valued, right? Where they can, you know, share with each other and, and go through things with each other. Um, and one thing: Does social media enable us to live live a, a life well tended, um, pride cultivating your public face and your to your long list of, of friends, right? So does it doesn't it enable us to live a life where we are just putting on a life and putting on and building our pride up that oh yeah you know I'm getting I have a tons of friends and they all like my posts they like the stuff I say and they. They're in, they feel like they're engaged with you, but they're not. Not truly, you know. Um, what does the opportunity cost with technology, you know? Um, Jesus was a, was a real person. He talked to real people. He encountered real sinners. He encountered real people. Um, so he dealt with real issues. So we should be striving to deal with real, real issues and real people and get into the nitty-gritty of each other's lives. Proverbs thirty one woman, you know she wasn't. She was married to a real man. She had real children. She had a real household. She stayed up real late. She was getting up real early. Um, You know, so she was she was real, (laughs) and she wasn't um, she wasn't putting on an image of how strong of woman she was. But she was really she was really doing it. Amen. Amen. Um, Is technology helping us? Or hindering us. Uh, another thing is help is technology helping us or hindering us being good stewards of our time. Wow. You know, um, one thing is that one thing I and I know I'm guilty of is if if you ever if I'm ever in a in a situation where or I'm stressed out or I am um, going through something, it's far easier for me now to just veg out and watch a Netflix show. Or veg out on, you know, on some on a, some some movie or something, than it is for me to go to God in prayer, right? You're just escaping to to your easy access devices, mm-hmm. rather than going to God and going through your to the true person that can really solve those problems and give you the strength to overcome them and give you the grace. So we are fight those temptations. You know, if you're ever in that moment, it's I just want to relax. I don't want to do nothing. Fight, though. Those, be the, those are those are moments that you might, those are the moments that you should go to God and go to God in prayer and go to God in worship, you know? And um, so those are things that we should be doing. being stewards of our time, that we're not wasting our time and our energy on things that God has given us. You know, God has given us assignments and desires and creative abilities within us that sometimes we could be wasting our time on our devices, on our technology, on the our distractions. Amen? Um, amen. So, bottom line is, are we allowing tech to enhance our Christian walk and our family life or is it hindering us from spending meaningful, meaningful time with, each, with each, each other and in worship to God? You know, we should be using our devices and our, and our technology and all the things that God has given us to point back to our true purposes of worshiping God. Amen. And honoring God in those things, Amen. I think that's all I have for today. <laughs> but yes, um, I implore you guys, I encourage you guys. Thank you, um, to be mindful of your technology and the use of it, and especially in the household, Amen. I don't know if, I, if I'm going to apply them all, but I think they're, they're a good start. And I think uh, if you ever, you know, if you ever have a chance to read the book, it really it's really good. It really helped me just really think about how I use tech in my family, and how my kids will use tech, and how they will, you know, and how it kind of could hinder their growth or um, help them grow. Um, so one thing, so these are, the, these are his commitments. The first one is we develop wisdom and courage together as a family. Uh, we want to create more than we consume, so we fill the center of our home with things that reward skill and active engagement. We're designed for rhythm of work and rest. So one hour a day, one day a week, one week a year, we turn off all our devices and worship, feast, play, and rest together. This is one thing that we're gonna work on. <laughs> um, it talks about like how the Sabbath was be- be- between um, like there's resting and there's um, leisure, right? So leisure is uh, leisure is you sitting back, you are watching a TV, you're playing your sport that you like. That's what leisure is. But resting is really just. You're just resting. You're resting your body. You're having fellowship. You're eating. You're having fellowship. You're growing for the next week. So that's one thing. And it's the one thing he does with his family is just they turn off their devices for one, on, usually on a Sunday, um, and then one week a year, one day a week, uh, one week a year, they turn off everything. Um, you know, you can work on that if you, if you would like. <laughs> uh, one thing, we wake up, next thing is we wake up before our devices do, and they go to bed before we do. Um, we aim for no screens before double digits at school, at home. Um, for his family, he did not allow his kids to use um, his devices before 10, double digits. I don't know if we want to do that, but if you want to do that, have fun. Um, we use screens for a purpose, and we use them together rather, rather than using them aimlessly and alone. Um, car time is conversation time. Uh, spouses have one another's passwords and Parents have total access to children's devices. <laughs> we learn to sing together rather, rather than let them, letting recorded and amplified music take over our lives and worship. Um, and we show up in person for the big events of life. We learn how to be human and be fully present at our moments of greatest vulnerability. We hope to die in one another's arms. That's extreme, but yes, <laughs> we hope to die in one another's arms. Amen. Um, and that's it called Tech-wise family.
0: Tech-wise.
1: TechWise family. I believe yeah, TechWise by Andy Crouch. All right, well, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We glorify you, oh God. Thank you for this um, word. Father, we pray that your, uh, your message was delivered clearly and that um, lives will be impacted as they leave here. We thank you that you'll bring it back to remembrance to us throughout the week. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: That concludes this week's message and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Grand Cocos, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to his word. God bless you.